everybody, welcome, welcome to the Ordinary Joe Show. It's episode four, can you believe it? Four episodes. And I think by the second episode, I was convinced I'm famous, so I'm not sure what that makes me now. But if you have been with me along the way, thank you very much for your support, your encouraging words, and all that stuff. This has been a total blast and a real learning experience. So I'm glad to have you along the journey. Episode four, what are we going to do when we get to episode 10? I could need a new outfit or something. So here in Zarno World, tonight it's Saturday night, and what do people do for fun? Well, I guess I shoot podcasts, and I have to be honest with you. Today I had a, a shower, and I did my makeup, and I put on real clothes and get you in a bra. I put it all on. So, I mean, if that's going to happen, and it's it's not even like a work day, then I have to leverage that kind of stuff, right? I got to make use of it and capitalize on all that effort. So I might as well shoot a podcast too while I'm here. So I do admit though that it's past eight o'clock. So the real clothes are gone and this is just my crappy stuff that I'm wearing, but at least I'm comfortable and the makeup is still on. So there you go. Ode to Clayton Jago. That's what we're going to talk about today. And I've got a couple stories that I want to share with you. One's a happy story and one's a story that pissed me off, but that's actually what gave me the idea for this whole podcast, and it really made me think. And let's face it, sometimes the things that piss you off in life are the things that teach you the biggest lessons. They are the things that make you grow the most, right? They make you dig deep. And this one really made me dig deep. It was kind of interesting. So I've got a couple of things to share with you, and I'm going to get started off with the thing that pissed me off. And I hope I make sense through all of this. I really do. So I'm wandering around the house one day, and of course I got my phone with me, and I'm scrolling through Facebook as we always do, and we see the, the articles and the stories and, and whatnot. And this article popped up on, on social media about this gal. Beautiful young thing, you know, she had the makeup and the hair, and she was slender and, and quite beautiful. And I guess this article was about she was on some Australian flight. I don't even know. Don't quote me. Anyhow, she was on this flight and she was in the middle row or the middle seat and seated on both sides of her on, on the plane were, were people who, who were larger. Who I don't like using the word fat. I don't like that word. Um, but she called them fat and she was tweeting about these people being so big and invading her space and because they were so big they were touching her arm and shit and how terrible that was and she was being really hurtful and really mean about about this and about these people and I think she was calling them really bad names and I can't even remember. I just saw red when I saw this article because I really hate that shit. I really do. That stuff really makes me mad and I'm a hothead. I'm pretty easy going for the most part, but if you if you get me, if you push me enough, I'm a real hothead. So so anyhow, I, I clicked to this Twitter feed and I saw that she had made these terrible, terrible com comments about these people who were bigger and calling them names. And of course, in the article, it talked about how the backlash that she got, you know, from the general public and from the airline itself. And, and I looked at some of the comments and I, I was really alarmed and disturbed to see that she actually got a lot of support, too. And there was a lot of hate going on for these people that were sitting beside this lady. And at first, at first, the, 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 maybe the zarn came out in me. I don't know. The hothead came out in me. And I, I just thought, wow, like, I mean, what a bitch. And I thought my first instinct was to, to think to myself, well, if I actually use Twitter, which I, I hardly ever do, 
um, I would post like, oh, what a shame for these people to have to sit beside a rotten bitch like this, which, you know, after I sat back and thought of it, I thought, well, that's kind of nasty. Like, I don't have to be like that. And, and shame, shame on me, right? Because uh, that's, that's not a real great way to react to something. And so I calm myself down because I'm not proud of that thought. I'm really not. Um, I calmed myself down and I got thinking about it. And then, and then I thought, no, I have to look at this with a little bit of a more open mind and I have to look at it with empathy. And I don't side with her. Like I really don't like for, for, to be very, very clear. Um, I, I started to think, well, I feel maybe on some level, I feel sorry for this woman that she, maybe she, on maybe on some level, I have to wonder, does she feel so insecure in her life or is something really bad happened to her in her life that has made made it so she feels so compelled to base everything in her life success beauty worthiness value everything on on a person's size and how sad is that and and what has gone on on her life to to feel to feel like that is she is she an insecure person and then i and then i realized that I felt sad for her on another level because how did she not know that the people beside her um, were maybe a children's author or maybe they had just developed a cure for cancer on some level or maybe they were coming home from a powerlifting competition. Maybe they had, had done all this amazing things and, and not even maybe, they. I'm sure they have done amazing things. But here she was limiting her opportunity to get to know greatness, because I think greatness exists in everybody. She was she was really re, she was losing out on the opportunity to see the magic in these people because all she could focus on was one one characteristic of a person, one label of a person, and that's the only way that she saw those people. So how sad for her because she missed out on seeing the magic in these two people and it really made me think because I she's not the only person who is hurtful or who has done hurtful things and to be clear I think we've all done hurtful things right like I know I've done tons of hurtful things uh in ignorance and you know like we've all done stupid shit and hurtful things nobody's a saint so I I, I realized that we are a society sadly that's still still for some reason takes one characteristic of a person, one one attribute, one label, and then we apply it to the whole thing. And how sad is that? And first of all, it's kind of an asshole move if you think about it, right? And um, secondly, it's a sad thing because we are missing out on seeing the magic in people when we are just fixated on one thing. And I talk about this a lot with my man Leroy and for our, our audience who was just who were just tuning in. Leroy was a homeless man who I took care of. He became a good friend and he became family to me. And he was wildly intelligent. He was a very kind, witty, amazing person. He was the best checkers player in Canada and the 12th best in the world, the third best in Barbados. But a lot of people didn't see him for that because they got stuck on that label of homelessness or they got stuck on that label of mental illness and what a shame that was because the people who did get fixated and stuck on that label they missed out on seeing the kind Leroy the Leroy who had just integrity the size of the ocean 
the the Leroy who who was witty and clever and had this great sense of humor and this love for disco music and pop culture and you know that like this amazing person and how sad it is that this woman on the plane who is so fixated with the size of these people that she missed out on meeting two really fabulous people who could have ended up being lifelong friends for all she knew, right? She, she really missed out. And so, which brings me, weirdly enough, to Clayton Jago. And you're probably thinking to yourself, how the hell does this relate to Clayton Jago? And uh, so here's the thing. I think Clayton Jago is a cat's ass. I really, really do. And uh, he and I have one thing in common. And this is what made me start thinking about him is that he and I have a special, special talent of using the word fuck. And I know a lot of people out there, maybe you don't like that word, maybe it offends you, maybe you're uncomfortable with it, maybe you just say it in your head, and that's okay, that's totally okay. But I'm going to be honest with you, I grew up in oil country, in cowboy culture, my dad was a cowboy, we worked in the pipelining industry, I was a tree planter. I lived in a tent and I lived in a van. I was a rifle shooter. I was one of the best rifle shots in Canada and a tree planter. So you can't go through those experiences and that kind of life without learning a few really good swear words and then mastering the art of using them in just about every sentence that comes out of your mouth. I have a real appreciation for it. But here's the thing is that I do have a reputation for swearing and saying the F word. And, and sometimes that, you know, people comment on my language as, as does, I'm sure Clayton gets those comments because he and I, he and I can swear with the best of them. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure people have made, you know, comments about, oh, Clayton, he sure swears a lot or he sure says fuck a lot. And you give her Clayton, you just absolutely give her, never stop being you. Here's the thing is that I wonder if people have limited their, their, what they see in, in a person like me because I swear, just because I swear. And if you get stuck on a label of whether or not a person swears and if they say fuck and oh, that person, oh, they sure swear a lot. And if you're just limiting that, then you're missing out on a whole lot of greatness because I, I'm not going to toot my own horn, although I'll tell you I'm pretty damn awesome. But I will toot Clayton's horn. And yes, he says fuck a lot. Who fucking cares, right? Because I will also tell you that he's a great dad. And I bet he's an awesome husband. He's a fantastic person. He's a great community member. And he's just a, he's just a, just a great, great guy. I know my parents just absolutely love him. And, and he's, he's just an awesome person. So if you limit yourself just to to judging somebody based on whether or not they use the word fuck, or maybe maybe people will get judged because maybe they've been in jail, or maybe they screwed around in high school, or maybe they got drunk in a party, or maybe they made mistakes, or, or whatever. Um, if you judge a person just based on the mistakes they've made, or the history that they have lived, or whatever, mental health issues, or homelessness, or anything at all that, you know, a person's size, all of this stuff, their last name. If we just limit ourselves to just seeing them based on one personal characteristic, then just like this lady on the plane, I feel sorry and empathy for them because they're missing out on all the other magic, all the other magic. And 
and what a shame that is. And one thing that I've learned lately is that two things. One, for sure, is that we need to look past those labels. With my man Leroy, you know, we needed to look past that label of mental illness and, and homelessness and see his greatness because that's all he really wanted in life. And with the rest of the world too, with our students and our friends and our colleagues or who are have suffered in the past couple of years, you know, we need to look past the label of whether or not a person is vaxxed or unvaxxed or, or any of that stuff, or whether or not they've lived a rough life or they've had a, mistakes in their past. Like, who gives a shit? If they're good parents or if they're good people and if they mean well, everybody is a worthy, worthy person and worthy of all the love. And also, in our life, I'd like to see us lead more with empathy. You know, empathy for the journey that everybody's going on. So yeah, at first when I saw that article, I thought, geez, what a rotten bitch. You know, I really did. But then I stopped myself in the tracks and I thought, no, Zarno, you gotta lead with empathy. I don't know this person. She made a dick move. That's a dick move. But lead with empathy because I don't know what her journey is. I don't know what her insecurities are. I don't know what kind of trauma she's faced in her life. And ultimately, all I can do is feel sorry for her that she's missed out on meeting two really fantastic people who have tons and tons of great shit to offer the world. And so, I don't know. I don't know if that makes a lick of sense. I really don't. But it's Saturday night and I got makeup on. I got my gitch on and... I'll tell you, life is good. It's fucking good. And even though I swear I've got magic and value to offer the world, even though I've made mistakes, I've got greatness to offer the world. And so does every other person on this planet. So my friends, look past those labels. Look look past far and deep and see the magic in each other. Lead with empathy, even to the people who make dick moves. Because we all make a dick move every once in a while. Go buy somebody a coffee. Pay somebody a compliment and the world will be a much brighter place. I am off to watch Harry Potter with my boy. It's his birthday tomorrow. He's 16 tomorrow. Can you believe it? Have a good day, my friends. I love y'all.